and uh, welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard and I'll be your host for this evening. And our our show tonight has the title, it's Legends Untold from a Young and Inspiring Man. Now, I know why it's called that and you will know why it's called that. Um, and I'm joined tonight by a Mr Kevin Young from Inspiring Games. So hello Kevin, how are you? Hello, I'm well. Good evening. How are you? I know it's two Scottish people. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, will will we speak the Queen's English tonight? We'll, we'll do our have best to anyway. Meet, yeah, we kind of just say, you know, all right, man. No. How's it going? All right, all right, chief. Aye, all right, chief. How's, <laughs> how's how it going? Side, I say when they just stick a bit like that, the numbers will fall. We'll be fine. Uh, be no, 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 brilliant. quite, quite right. One, one must enunciate properly this evening, darling. We yes. shall indeed. We shall indeed. <laughs> um. <laughs> If Hooker is already going to be going, this is going to be absolute madness. But (laughs) (laughs) the reason that you are here tonight is to, obviously, um, we've been speaking for a little while, um, Mm, on and off, um, because as people know, I generally hang about a couple of places, and one of them is the UK Kickstarter Facebook page, and uh, you are going to be launching a game called Legends Untold on Kickstarter in the foreseeable future. Is that That's correct? right. Yeah, we're at the the scary bear stage. Two weeks to go. Yes. <laughs> and how scary are your bears? Are they? Are they... Uh, they're they're quite grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're past the panda stage, and then oh, we're, we're well past bit. panda stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, what we like to do is um, the reason that we do this is, as we always say, there are quite simply, there are just not enough podcasts about board games. I check iTunes, just not enough. I can't find any. I, I just, I've given up searching. The other reason that we do this is because there's quite simply not enough podcasts where it's two Scottish guys talking <laughs> to each other. <laughs> well, there is a USP there tonight, I That's suppose. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and if we go into pure Fife, or pure Edinburgh Fife, then you'll just yep. have to bear with us. What we'll do is we'll do a transcript on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how the subtitles would work. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting, because people will still, what do you mean, Reekin? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Glake it? What does that mean? Gl- yeah. <laughs> we'll just confuse the American listeners will be going, we have no idea. I have no, no idea. No, the, the game sounds cool, hopefully, but no idea <laughs> what, what, what he's on about yet. <laughs> so, one of the things we talk about, um, obviously, before we before we jump into the main the main event, um, is to find out a little bit about yourself. I mean, we've done it with John Gilmore, we've done it with Gary Butterfield, we've uh, done it with Matt Gilbert. So, Mister Kevin Young, how did you mm. get involved in the world of cardboard, or um, <laughs> or as I as I sometimes jokingly put it, uh, what kind of monopoly strategy did you use? that's a good question um yeah i'm one of those uh did it while he was young took a break and returned with a vengeance gamers you know that type two gamer um so i think when i was about uh 10 somebody introduced me to this thing called uh, red as it was red box dungeons and dragons at the time all right uh yeah yeah that's how old i am yep um (laughs) and we had a yeah it was a really good day I, i had no idea what i was doing but it was great fun and kind of 
uh, and kind of from there migrated on to other role-playing games of the of the era like um, Shadowrun, Cyberpunk and um, all that kind of vampire stuff that was out at the time um, and then somebody said there's a shop called this uh, Games Workshop do you want to try that out and oh. um, yeah I know I know um, I've got to say I probably don't play much of their stuff now um or uh you know can't afford it anyway two kids yeah. <laughs> i don't have the money <laughs> but um the some of the first edition stuff like space, space hulk and things like that you know yes. still very much a, a fan of that kind of thing and then um i got a bit into historics as well all right and yeah it was and that, that was kind of but to be i've got i've got one of these groups actually that no nobody else is interested in historic gaming apart from me so it's um it's a fairly lonely war that i run so one of the okay, so one of the things we talk about, or one of the things we like to kind of get people involved at We're Not Wizards, is by kind of breaking down these barriers and the jargon. So, if you're in, you know, obviously, if you're interested in the historic side of things, what what is it about? What would you know? What is this? What is this historic thing about? What is this um, well, I suppose, thing about? Yeah, yeah, I suppose I'm specifically talking about uh, tabletop miniature-based stuff. Um, uh, although there are, you know, some of the board games as well. Um, I think for me, it's just it's it's the interest of the of the colours and the uniforms and and the era and the idea that you can. Um, I, I love my fantasy type stuff, but the idea of uh, I guess I watched Sharp and I thought, ooh pushing around lots of 15 millimeter miniatures all around the tabletop <laughs> that could be kind of fun and and really enjoyed it for the time and then i looked into to other eras as well um and it was really good um but it's as you say that the the tabletop industry is or, or the scene it's 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 quite interesting isn't it because a lot of the time people are in that in in their own little niche um niche niche let's go with niche shall we um either yeah it's just fine uh, and their own, own little niche and they don't um they don't kind of come out and play yeah. so to speak so whilst i enjoy it as i say not most of my friends would kind of say well that's great i've got a musket but where's the dragon kev <laughs> where's where's the last gun <laughs> it's where's the storm bolter so yeah don't do it too much but uh, but enjoy it um and i guess from there finally um Board when I when I stopped gaming, board games of course were around, but they were never they were never the huge thing that they are now. I mean, just absolutely massive. Um, and then I came back. Um, in I went off into the real world, uh, into kind of Muggle world for ten years or so, and then just it was somebody's. Um, I think it was somebody's stag do or something like that. You know, it was a well, let's just have a game, and they brought <laughs> let's out this. Just get crazy. Yeah, let's get crazy, and you know, they're gamers, so you know, what was it going to be? It's a game, um, and they brought out. I think it was um, Bang the Card Game, actually. Oh, uh, right, okay. And that was me. I was, I was like, oh god, it's a new dawn, and then of course there's just there's just games everywhere now, absolutely everywhere. So probably for about the last I don't know seven or eight years, um, just been really enjoying the. The golden era that everybody keeps talking about, but you know the, the, yeah, it does feel like a much much stronger scene than the one that I kind of took a break from for about a decade. I think um, most people, I think that's most people's history. I'm still waiting on the person that's going to turn up and just say, "Listen, I started <laughs> at the very very beginning, and it was yeah. me alone <laughs> that bought every single game that every ever came game. out of Germany and all the American ones that came out." In fact, I've got a second house, which is just almost <laughs> yes. made of cardboard, <laughs> and I've I, yet I was... to find them. So if you're listening I've to not this, got them yet. If you're listening to this and you were the person who did not take a break, like all of us other people who got on with stuff, <laughs> then get in touch, send us an email, 
magic at wearenotwizards.com or .co.uk, whatever picks your fancy. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> by like, Calax. No, no, we'd like to, you know, we'd like to get these people on because everybody says, well, you know, I started at you know 14, got to 17, mm. took a break, and then came back after various life events, and then found a copy of Settlers of Catan or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Similar that's story. How yeah. Everybody goes on. Um, it, so, do you keep up? You obviously you're keeping up with the historic side of things. And is that include things like are you into your boat action and stuff like that? Is that something yeah. that tickles you? It's it, it it interests me, um, but it's 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 pretty much just something I read now because because I don't it, I guess A I spends the vast majority of any time I get on on game design and, and mm. Kickstarter just now, and B I don't I've, my man cave has very much shrunk to to not a lot now um, with, <laughs> with, with with the family, so I I cannot justify um, storage space for for miniatures or even you know big boxes anymore, and and also my 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 eyesight's going <laughs> sound that old but um painting stuff kind of probably doesn't doesn't it used to be the thing to do but it probably doesn't it doesn't interest me as much no, anymore I got, just because i get no, sore eyes i'm with you it, on you know? that i got um i've discovered i needed reading glasses there you go that's the one <laughs> very very recently so um i discovered uh yes i discovered the delights of realizing how actually kind of i couldn't see Yes, you know, I'm kind of like even like sitting down and recording and realizing I was reading show notes and then realizing I was reading them like five inches away from my face and then realizing <laughs> I actually was in the point of reaching to having try to read them from my computer and having yeah. my entire computer at arm's length. <laughs> so that was that was a bit. So yeah. no, I'm I'm with you, brother, on that one. You know, so, suddenly the appeal of painting a you know stripes in a sergeant's arm or something diminishes. Exactly. <laughs> look at that. Look, if you look at that, I've written in, I've written his his initials and his name in the top of the notebook. I'm like, yeah. what what are you talking about? The miniature. Which one? The one yeah. the one right in front of you. The one on the hill. Uh, what hill? <laughs> yeah, they're going to create a new scale for us. It's going to be, you know, ninety millimeter it's scale be or something. Like just like normal size. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of needed like, and here's the big gun. Oh, this is. Yeah. <laughs> we can't actually have a game <laughs> in the yes. hall. You've got to kind of like, you got to have it outside, like everybody else, and then everybody looks funny at you because you're toting around a big box of <laughs> a couple of trailers of plastic miniatures, which are actual real size. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Is there anything that you're um, that you're kind of um, got your eye on at the moment? I know that you. I know there's nothing. Everybody. I think the ultimate goal with every board gamer is to eventually own more board games than it would ever be physically possible to play. Because <laughs> when you see, because I've seen the videos on YouTube where you got a guy with a big wall of board games behind them, and everyone else thinking that's quite a collection, and I'm also thinking. I know how much time it takes to put yeah, content how? out there. There's no <laughs> way you're even playing these. You're not. No. You just. You just. No, I know. And it's great when you see these. Um, when you see the posts on the forums, it's fast. It's brilliant that people get so passionate about it. But I, I, I've got to say, I was discussing this with some friends the other day, and I'm, I'm not entirely convinced on the when a game murders another game type argument. I mean, I, mm. I get the point, but. Hey, we still like rolling out stuff that's tattered at the corner that's 15 years old, but it's it's fun to play. But yeah. maybe that's just me. I'm not quite the, you know, I don't think something's obsolete just because there's a newer 
better version out there. Well, um, I mean, Space Hulk, Space Hulk Second Edition, Space Hulk, Space Hulk Third Edition. I'm sure that yeah. I don't know if there's going to be another Space Hulk, is there? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, a good question. We'll see. Yeah. There probably will be a, a, an extra edition. It'll be a computer game. Aye. It'll be an interactive. Oh, I, I slipped in the AYA. Sorry. Yes, yes, there will be. Yes. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Aye. <laughs> we're we're going to let's talk about pirates. Um, <laughs> no, the one thing actually I've got my got my mind on it, uh, got my eye on is the I have to say the the Arkham Living Card game that that really gets me excited. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that coming out. Um, I'll be all over that because it's uh, it's the kind of game I like. It's got um, it's got depth. I think you know you can play. It, I believe you can play it solo. Certainly co-op. Um, and it's it's collectible, but not um, you know it's not the the CCG model, which I'm, I'm uh, you know not where I would want to go with the game. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of interest to me. Yeah, I don't like um, I don't like blind um, the blind bagging the blind. I mean, mm. I, I'm I'm actually just. By saying that, I am the world's biggest hypocrite because after I spoke, um, after I spoke to Brian Wade um, about magic, mm. I did go out and buy um, was a Kaladesh deck, <coughs> um, and I'm delighted to say that I have no other kind of urges to go out and spend any more money on magic at all. Oh, oh there you go. I thought you were going to say, no. and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm now two grand no. down the rabbit <laughs> exactly. hole. I'm two grand, one kidney, and a potential yeah. second mortgage on the house kind of down, but we're not even there. I think um, I. it's more fascinating to see how it's going to play as mm. opposed to like, yes, I do need something else that I have to buy on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. But on the other side of it, there is the new um, Star Wars Destiny card game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which we've seen that, and there's a little bit of coveting about it. You know, mm. I, I, I have, um, I think I'm going to be getting the, the starter set when it comes out, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's going to turn up on my doorstep. I don't know how it happens. It's the magic. That's <laughs> the, the magic. The magic of pressing online and not having to hand over cash. And the, therefore, the, the, I don't those have credit card gap. companies, they keep hunting you down every month. <laughs> exactly. What do you want? It's only, I've only got two kidneys. Do you take a cornea? You I'm know. still feeding my magic habit, you know. <laughs> exactly. No, what I'm doing is I'm starting to punt uh, Pokemon instead, but I'm starting, I'm starting right. to have to cut it with Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> it's just, I'm, just, I'm just not getting the same hit. It's not good. Um, there you go. <laughs> that was the first. We, we are right, not, so we are not addicts. Scottish culture and drugs. We're going to do train spotting next. We could <laughs> potentially choose life, choose a big television, choose some <laughs> lovely cardboard, choose a miniature set. Choose, choose a big box board game because they are getting big and expensive now. <laughs> choose Scythe. <laughs> I love it. Well done, you. <laughs> That's I, decided, go I didn't choose Scythe. I decided something else. <laughs> now, everybody else is now completely confused, but if you yeah, watch the first five track, minutes so. of Trainspot and then you're going to just like go, yeah, that was quite good. Um, and we don't look like Renton. I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I've eaten Renton. No, yeah, that's me. That's, I'm the one. <laughs> or I've maybe had him charged with something. Um, apparently, there is a new. There's a new film coming out though, so that'll be yes. That'll be interesting. So it's we're not film wizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People would be good saying they just, just sitting around having. A, just going to be sitting around having a drink. It's like yes, we've gone full Scottish. 
we're having we're having several drinks and a good conversation and the fact yes. you just happened to be <laughs> to be <laughs> eavesdropping on it is neither here nor there to be perfectly honest. Um yep. yes, so Star Wars Destiny, obviously that's coming out, that's very, very interesting. Um mm. and then you mentioned the living card game as well for what was it again? Ar- Arkham. Arkham, yeah. yes. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep an eye on that. Um in terms of anything else that you've you've kind of seen kicking uh, around the stuff that's, that, that that I fancy playing. Well, there's always uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm I'm quite fortunate at my work, and this is this is weird, but um, until recently, of the pod of kind of five people in our you know typical Scottish, let's just say office job you you could figure it out pretty, pretty mm. straightforward you know where mm. you're in the central belt but but believe it or not five people normally you, normally you're one in maybe one in 20 and everybody likes the there's a sport called soccer yeah exactly. <laughs> you know you're that you're that one person but we four or five were gamers believe it or not four really? out of five yeah no it just <laughs> i think there was one poor guy came in and was Started talking about Man United, and we're like, "Come on, <laughs> what j- j- whoa, what, United, United, what, United yeah, men? You, you're what talking you about ta- Guild Ball, ta- or it's, I mean, yeah, were yeah. you playing Dread, so, Dread Ball, or was that the original yeah. Blood Bowl? What version, what version are you talking about? Now, who, yeah, what is this thing? So, so we're um, so we were quite fortunate, and therefore had a effectively a kind of almost like a Friday gaming library. So I got to lot, got to try a lot of stuff um, on a Friday afternoon anyway, without having to purchase said games, which was oh, good. Okay. Um, and also one guy, um, I'll give him a shout out, Phil at my work. Uh, he's uh, he's just got into the hobby about, I think it was about seven months ago. We do like and, them when they've got into yeah, the hobby. But oh my God, he, it's like sponsored by Ikea. Honestly, the, just you cannot move for the hotness. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, some of the some of the stuff he brings in, though, it's really, really cool to try. So um, I'm desperate to play it because he, he keeps raving about it and it does look nice. Is um, Tracarian, have you tried it? I've seen it. Yeah, it looks cool. Phil loves it and he does seem to have good taste in games, so... Oh, keen well. to try that one and also i'm very keen to try but i have to say as of we were talking about eyesight as we continue to sip our virtual whiskies yes. <laughs> um but my um my patience for reading long rule books has diminished somewhat sir as well mm. <laughs> um so i'd love to play mage knight but have no real interest to read the rule book for it i've seen that as well and i understand that people that have played it really rave about it and mm. they say that it takes a while to get into but it depends the single variation the single player variation seems to be very very good yes um yeah. and it seems to be very enjoyable and there is a kind of a really decent massive campaign that you can get involved in so yes it is one that has it's done a basket hover you know what I mean by that? It's no, been I don't, in I don't. the basket, out the basket, oh, in the right. basket, and it's been sitting there in the Amazon. You know what Amazon do? If you put <laughs> something in your basket, yeah, then you leave it. You yeah. go back to your basket and it says, oh, would you still like this? <laughs> kind of, you know, just kind of, would you consider maybe taking this one home as well? And you're just like, no, no. I must be strong. Now let me... <laughs> Let me buy let me buy my twenty Netrunner expansion packs uh. that I'm not going to play, and we'll see yes. no more. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they'll, they'll be they're, they're, it's an investment. They'll be worth something. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's why I keep telling my uh, my accountant. Anyway. Yes. 
What is the depreciation rate on a Netrunner car? Well, if it's magic, it's different. I mean, you know, I'm just sorry. I'm just, I don't know if I find another black orchid. Well, (laughs) I'm going to hurt somebody. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I framed one and I used the other one to grout the bathroom. No, that's not true. Can you imagine doing that? (laughs) Darling, what have you done with that card? Oh, the special card that was in the plastic. Um, Well, you'll never guess what. This massive spider came in. I swear this spider did suitcases. It was huge. So what did you do with the card, honey? Well, it was the nearest one to hand, so I smashed open the the, the box, (laughs) took it out, and obviously I took out the... uh, I had to just very quickly tip out the Ribena and (laughs) put it on the carpet and slid the card over underneath it. Okay, where's it now? (laughs) Yeah, there'll be yeah. people. There'll be people that listen to this that play magic that will be shuddering. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're not speaking for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it, actually, that's a really good point because we were talking about cards leaving the other day, and and Phil, this chap I've mentioned, as I say, who's who's new to the hobby, but has it's kind of like he's done twenty years worth in three months. Yeah. Um. He's he was aghast that I don't leave my cards uh, absolutely aghast i know so you know uh, apparently i need to go on on a, on a course on how to look after my stuff properly i just think that um i just think if you're able to make a house of cards it's an awful lot of a better skill than being able to sleeve anything at all <laughs> sleeving is, is unique all the way i look at it right <laughs> yeah. is if i if i if i lick a card nobody else is touching it <laughs> You're the dude at a gaming a gaming table where everybody's been playing Twilight Imperium for five hours or something, yeah. and you're the dude that spills a pint of let's keep it Scottish, a pint of Iron Brew all over it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you. Oh, sorry, Butterfingers. I didn't really think. Oh, you don't like your ships there anyway. Let's yeah. just move this. Over. No, no, no. I checked his hand. He's fine. He's not going to win. Um. Yes. <laughs> really sorry to have. Uh, yeah, it's okay, but we can start again next week because you know we can only do this once a year. <laughs> I know. No, that's fine. No, they just no, no, no. I mean, let's face it. It's not a very good game anyway. I mean, why would you play five hours? I mean, is that enjoyment? That's almost a job. <laughs> okay, so now you've annihilated half your listeners. <laughs> Are we going for Eurogamers next? No, or? No, 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 no. We love everybody equally. Yes. And, and Actually, this is joking just, apart, just... how often do, how often do you get those kind of games in? Those, you know, ten hour. Uh, I I'm off for a day, dear type games. <clears throat> I think if I said I had five hours free, there would be a list produced yeah. from the back pocket quicker than I could say. Yeah, well, you've you're a married man. I mean, yes. you know the list. Everybody. You have responsibilities. Here, you know, here is the um, the bleaching of the grouting <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah, be careful for You've the dead spider. That. Remember that. Um, remember, oh, look, the skirting boards behind the sofa that nobody ever sees could do <laughs> with a fresh lick of paint. So yeah. there's also that as well. Yes. <clears throat> and various other jobs. Um, but speaking of, um, well, other jobs and concentrating, and mm. let's firmly bring this back on track because this has gone up to such a tangent I can't even talk about it. We <laughs> might as well just call it the going off on a tangent special. Yeah, it's a lot of editing required. There's no editing. We never edit. Oh, sorry. We don't edit. Cause... We don't edit. What's the point? <laughs> if, we started ed- if I started editing, all you would have would be, hello. 
goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and that would be it. Um, hey. So let's get so. let's get into the meat and the crux of the matter. Okay. Because um, I have no idea how we're going to write up the show notes for this. <laughs> I might even need to listen to the episode before I make it live. Um, okay. Legends Untold. Hmm. And this is the blurb. Now I'm going to read this. this oh, wow. When does this date it? <laughs> it's a cooperative adventure game combining the depth of an RPG with the speed of a game, a card game, with no GM required, so no genetic modifications required. That's right, yeah. So that's what that means. Um, one of the things we never talk about is insp- obviously the, you're called inspiring games but where did you get the inspiration I mean what made you move from because it's card gate it's, it's card gate it sounds like card based games so what made you move from saying thinking oh I'll do a historical miniatures game that hasn't been done before or I'll try something else what, what made you think hmm I'm going to do something which is kind of a card game instead I mean, what kind of what kind of set yeah. you down that path? Have you? It was um, I did a bit. So very long story short, when I said I got back into gaming after about three years of of having played said games, um, I started turning into one of those people that that criticised games or or was critical of games, saying, "Wouldn't it be good if this mechanic worked or that mechanic worked or that's a really good game if it wasn't just for this and and." After a while, my friends, whom I love very much, were a bit like, okay, Kev, go and make a game then. Stop talking about it all the time. Sounds really good. Go off and do it. Mm. Uh, which was three years ago. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> joking apart, it really was. And so, and when I looked into it, um, I thought, well, why, why not? It, you know, midlife crisis is <laughs> thundering down the tracks. Let's give it a go. Um, and... Uh, you know, so of course I tried to do some research and looked up the stuff by um, uh, Stegmeier and Matty on kick, on successful Kickstarter, and then I did a bit of kind of research on the business and 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 what you know what people play and what what is likely to be commercially uh, not necessarily successful but viable at least. Yes. So originally started off with um, you know mi- miniatures to me seemed like a doable i mean huge respect to gary devereaux and the guys you had on a few shows back yeah. as well and what they're doing there you know massive success for them fair play um but for me it looked like a bit of a gamble because i can't sculpt and so uh, i didn't want to i didn't want our debut game to but be this, something that... this stuff that gary and aiden have done is pretty phenomenal oh to absolutely be honest, hugely know? hugely impressive but not my skill set and so i didn't want to go off and do that as a, as a debut game that was my concern mm, um mm. so that put miniatures out of the out of play and when i looked uh role-playing games we originally actually looked at doing a you know like a book-based role-playing game um there's a there's some pretty good stats out there that that basically show you that that whilst role-playing game fans are fanatics and you know you can get a huge following of very loyal uh, very loyal gamers out there. Um, the the size of the market compared to the board game market is is very small. Um, so very 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 hard to um, to to find that particular niche and make it commercially viable. Because of course you're playing against a couple of huge behemoths in that environment, which yeah. are beloved and hugely successful. Yeah, and also um, it's always commitment, isn't it? I mean, if somebody rolls up and says, 
I've got a new board game. Then fork okay, okay, well, we'll give it a shot. It'll take a couple of hours. Yeah, if exactly you're taking that. a role playing game, it's like you've got to do the sell, haven't you? I mean, yeah. I mean, the first thing they're going to ask is, well, what system is it based around? Yeah. You know, is it you know, is it Shadowrun? Am I going to be looking at tables constantly yeah. for the constantly, next five yeah. years? Um, or is it D and D? Is it Pathfinder? I mean, what mm. kind of thing are we following? Kind of thing. So. So, so you moved. So you looked at that and you went mm, no, and you looked at miniatures and you went mm, no, no. It's got to be in the board game <clears throat> territory. And then I, I just quickly realised that um, I had a look at a couple of categories within board gaming, and kind of quickly realised that I know it sounds odd, and actually some of my some of my buddies have 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 vehemently lambasted me for this, but you don't technically need a board to be a board game. <gasps> Did he say that? But what I mean by that what? is that you can use. I know, I know. You can use the cards in a in a modular way. Um, I think Tom Vassell's got a category that he's cards as a board game or something. But but it is. Um, I know you've not had a chance to play it because real life keeps getting in the way for us. But it's it's pretty much a, it's pretty much a board game. It's just that it changes every time. And um, we've gone with cards because it can keep production costs down, which means that mm. the which means that the the risk of uh, of risk of failure on the project is is minimised, and that's because we want to make a good impression with with fellow gamers out there, and also pass on those cost savings and keep it keep it small. And also, I know it sounds crazy, and I had to I had to check this out when I was at the expo as proof of concept. But for me, um, joking apart on the man cave part, I I don't have a lot of storage space, so I wanted no. it to be a small box. And actually, the number of people that came up to us. <laughs> <laughs> and said that would be lovely. I don't actually want a big box game. I want something that's meaty but that's quite small because then I can carry it around and also I can store it. Um, it was actually pretty huge. So, I think there's the um, there's also the <clears throat> there's the prevention of the rolling of the eyes factor, which you know what I'm talking about is when you go look. Um, I got this today, honey. And <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> depending on the size of the the. I mean, if it's obviously a DVD, it's kind of like, okay, well, just, that's fine. But if you're bringing in something which is, like, you know, something like Scythe or something like that, and you're going, what, what is that? And she unfortunately <laughs> thought, well, the way it was wrapped up, it was like flowers. <laughs> a nice big box of chocolates and some kind of, like, really nice flowers and stuff. But Or maybe a set of boots, because the box is that big for Scythe. It could fit some decent boots. But no, so we've got a slight roll of the eyes. So you're saying I should market this game to the non-gaming counterparts, the the wives, husbands, boyfriends, and girlfriends of the gamers? I think to <laughs> say of... potentially, how big is the box? I mean, this is the this is the unique selling point. How big is the box? <laughs> yeah, we're looking at something just now that's going to be in the region of uh, about ten centimeters by fifteen centimeters, no bigger than that. See, that's a winner. Yeah, it's 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 bijou, shall we say? Um, and we were worried about it because we we were worried about it because we thought, well, it's not a huge game, so people might just assume, or not, sorry, not a huge box, so people might assume that it's 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 not hmm. got any depth to it. But um, yeah, there we've we've been getting some reviewers in. I don't want to jump the gum on that, but they've they've all said, yeah, it's, you you've clearly got the depth that you were looking for, which well, is okay. which was important to us. Yeah. So moving on, mm. explain. Now, as I say, we try and make We're Not Wizards as accessible as possible. Right. So, using... 
I was going to say, using words of three syllables or less. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, using various different plants you would find in the garden. No, um, <laughs> but, I mean, let, yeah, I mean, seri- let's get serious for a second. If you were explaining to somebody, if somebody had turned up at the club and you had your your um, you know, your little box in front of you mm. and the game, and you, <laughs> and you were saying, <laughs> and you were saying. Do you want us, you, know, you want to have a you want to have a go? Yeah. What would you say to people? How would you explain what would be the kind of how would you explain what the game's about or what what it does? How do you play it? What would you say to somebody that was yeah. asking that yeah. question? And and being non-serious for seconds when you say do you want to have a go? You mean in the non-Scottish? <laughs> do you wish to do you wish to begin a fight? <laughs> exactly. Right, box okay. man. Is that a square box? Are you want a square goalie? A square go- right. Okay. So um, go on. <laughs> Tangent again. Um, it is. <laughs> we should do this more often. Come so. back next um, week. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, for. Uh, let's assume that. Uh, let's assume that those people are not have not played a role playing game before. If we leave it at that, then what we're trying to do is take. Oh, sorry. I'll tell you what I'll do. We'll, we'll go with what I said at the expo because um, we were we were in. There was a competition called Wyvern's Lair. Um, which is like the gamer's answer to Dragon's Den, um, or I think they call it Shark Tank for um, for your American listeners. Um, and basically, I think there was about 50 entries, and we got down to the finals, and we were asked to go and pitch your game in front of a, a live audience and uh, a bunch of industry uh, judges. Oh, right, okay. The, which, was, which was really fun. Um, but what was for me, I think, you know, a lot of people don't like the public speaking bit, but I... I, I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the, the pitch went along the lines of, um, do you remember, if you remember fighting fantasy books, you know, choose your own adventure books, hmm. put your hand up. You know, if you like playing Oblivion, Skyrim, those kind of video games, put your hand up. Um, or if you've ever played a role-playing game or fancy playing a role-playing game, because we were aware that it was, you know, a lot of board gamers in the room, um, hmm. put your hand up. And, and that was our gambit. And by that point, 70% of the room had their hands up, which was great. Yeah, uh, And then the final part of the pitch was, and you know, if you feel you don't have enough time to play those kind of games, put your hands down. And of course, everybody put their hand down as well. And and that is basically the pitch on, on Legends Untold, which is, we're trying to give really, really deep, immersive uh, adventure games. It's not, a, it's not a dungeon crawler in that it's not just hack and slash um there's a lot of other things in that game um but making it accessible uh it's you can play it in an hour you can set it up in five minutes which is really important to me um and and the one thing i don't know what you're like but i absolutely hate waiting on my turn i cannot abide it in any way um so for me there's there's no player downtime at all. i'm okay because um, if, if i okay well if i if I kind of grumble about stuff like that, I just get a really kind of Paddington Bear stare from Colin, um, <laughs> and he just kind of puts me in my place. You know? Right. Well, you won't have any Paddington Bear stares for this. <clears throat> it's very frantic, deliberately so. Um, and so that that that's kind of the game. And and the idea is that that you can play it solo or cooperatively. Um, uh, and you don't need a GM to play it as a board game. You don't need a um, 
I guess if you were playing some other games, um, then you would need somebody to to be that 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 gameskeeper almost to to play the the part of the the denizens of the of the cave or whatever as mm. you're exploring. Mm. You don't need that. The game does it for you. All right. Um, but if you want to play it um, as an RPG in its own right, you can do so as well by adding a GM into it. Okay. So it's it is it's pretty different in that you can play it as a board game or or as an RPG. So the mechanics wise, you've mentioned mm. choose your own adventure, which means. In my view, what I would do is, as as I was going about places, I would. <clears throat> now I've not looked at, I've not looked into it much because I was waiting mm. for you to kind of explain. I feel that when we're talking about games like this, a lot of the time, I like to kind of hear it almost first second time myself, you know, because if sure. I grasp it, it means anybody can grasp it because I'm a player <laughs> of very small brain, as Winnie the Pooh would say. Um, I would view that you would turn over a card and you'd say, okay, we're at this destination. This is what's here. These are the options. This is potentially what you could face. And then you would overcome the obstacles. And from there, you would make a decision on where you were going kind of next. Am I close or am I far That's, away? No, no, you're, you're, you're close. So, for, ex, for example, um, you... you uh, to play a typical turn, okay, you would, um, if, if, let's say that it's you and three buddies playing it, so there are four of you playing, um, basically somebody, every, every turn, somebody chooses to take the scout, which is the guy that goes at the head of the party, Okay. somebody somebody goes the guard, who's the guy at the rear of the party, and everybody else is in the centre, okay, so that's the first thing you do, when you're and, you, and you'll have a little card in front of you, which is the map, so um, if, you, if you can think about the... For the guys that, that do role-playing games that draw on all these sheets of acetate and draw out maps and so forth, you, yeah. you don't need to do that in this game because all the cards are on these are, are these beautiful little maps that you join together. Okay, so you you set out your, your your marching order, your party order, so to speak, and then the scout chooses which exit from the room they wish to take. So decision one, where do you want to go, and then they make a decision on whether they want to sneak or not, which. Uh, the, the basic mechanic is that if you if you sneak, you will get an advantage on scouting into the next room. All right. But but it will cost you time, um, and the more time you spend, the worse things happen in in the location or the environment that you're handing in. So if you hang around for too long in the sewers, then you have to draw event decks as you spend events from the event deck as as you spend time, and that may involve floods or explosions or whatever. So so it's always everything's always risk reward in, in the game. So basically, if you do decide to stay behind on something, it can be sometimes worth your while, or is the whole yeah, push to kind of get you to move on as quickly? No, as no, it's very. It's, it, we we originally called the mechanic urgency, but we changed it to spending and gaining gaining time because it was just easier for people to grasp. But it's 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 all about keeping the urgency of the game up. So that that is how you know you'll be finished in an hour because you'll either win the game. Or you'll probably have run out of time, and all of the all of the various events and everything else in the deck will have basically ended that scenario for you. Um, so it's a it, it's a keep going mechanism as well to keep the we want to keep the pace frenetic. Um, and so basically, when you get into that new room, um, that will have there'll be a number of icons on that card. You won't have known what you're going to draw. So the scout draws the card and he matches it up using specific lighting rules. And um, we call it dynamic mapping. I can show you sometime. Right. But basically, you if you imagine you go from a dark exit, hmm. yeah, then you draw a card and it has a dark exit and and a bright exit and what we call an ambient exit, the middle one. Then you have to match dark to dark. Um, but you can choose. 
which, whether it's in portrait or landscape variations. So there's basically, there's never going to be a map the same t the same way twice, if you see what I mean. There's so many variations. Um, it's, it's infinite, the maps, and you map it dynamically together as you go. So when you build that map, it will then tell you whether you have a, whether you draw from the adventure deck or you have an obstacle or so forth. And coming back to your question, um, if it's an obstacle, let's say you draw an obstacle which was a trap, let's call it a, um, a, a, a falling ceiling trap. Yeah, mm. so somebody's, somebody's tripped a wire and the ceiling's fallen down on the party. Well, in this case, um, it, the, the card will demark who in the party is impacted and for that particular trap it's the center so the two guys that thought they were safe in the center will actually be hit if the trap is triggered on this occasion all oh, right okay yeah. but if it was a for example you know a, a shooting dart trap like indiana jones type thing then it might be the guy at the back or if it's a you know if it's a a, a pitfall trap it might be the guy at the front um and what determines whether you've triggered it or not is the decision you made in the prior room as to whether you sneaked or not. Remember I mentioned a bit yeah. about the spending time? Yeah. So that would give you a bonus on you going into that new room and also the lighting level of the room you've come from. This is the bit, the easiest way to explain this is imagine you're in a room right now and you're looking out the window. It'll be, be very bright in your room, yes. yeah, but very dark outside. Yes. So everybody outside could see you through the blinds or whatever but uh, you can't see them okay Does that makes sense yeah so it's the same in in the game that we play we call it dynamic lighting and what we mean is that it's usually safer to scout from the dark exit yeah so it's so you've got a lower roll to make uh, so if you come from a dark exit and you sneak you are likely to be what we call alert it's abc alert bold or careless whereas if you go from a, a bright exit i.e you know everybody can see where you're coming from you're less likely to succeed, um, and so if you're careless, you trigger the trap. Trap is just one of the one of the cards in it, mm -hmm. but it was just to give you an example. Um, now let's say you weren't let's say you weren't careless and triggered the trap. In that case, you will then have two options. You can either try and uh, avoid the trap, mm -hmm. um, or disarm the trap and try and get the monsters to set off instead. And that is your choose your own adventure part where you you pick a test, you'd select how you want to do it, you use kit and skills and so forth and um, to do forth. And so I guess the main part of the game I'd want to get across is that it's deliberately set up to only be about thirty percent combat. It's so it's not it isn't a hack and slash game. Yeah. yeah. Um combat's important, but it's two thirds of the game is actually um Dealing with obstacles, working as a team, that sort of thing. And at the end of the day, if you want a kind of a hack and slash game, there's so many dungeon yeah. crawlers out there that you can and good ones as well. Yeah, yeah let's not slag off the dungeon not... crawlers. But absolutely not. I will never disrespect anybody else's no, game. But I think um, I think it was was interesting as in terms of the combat side of things. It was something that was brought up in the recent episode they did with Magic and Steel which they were mm -hmm. saying that they've done an entire D&D &D campaign and they've really only had a couple of battles because yep. it doesn't battles in D&D &D or battles in role playing sometimes don't make the most entertaining things and yeah. sometimes you can end up in some horrific war of attrition where you can spend 45 minutes just trying to hack somebody down in yeah. order to make yourself kind of... Um, in order to kind of make you know make your way forward so in terms of the combat for what you're doing you say it's only a small time i mean 
is there it dice? is fun is there... yeah I'll, I'll, I'll explain it but it is fun but it but but the way that the combat um and, and funny actually some of the people at the expo said oh you need to put more monsters and more combat into it which which i guess what i would say to that is it's easily enough done you just jig the deck so that there are hmm. more you know yeah. more, more foes in it but um yeah exactly that that uh, how how we got to designing a combat was because i sat there um playing a game of I think it was Star Wars, the role-playing game. Um, oh, yeah, which, okay. Don't get me wrong, my my mates love it, and I love the universe and, and generally playing it and so forth, but I think on that particular evening, we spent about two hours um, <laughs> just doing a combat. <laughs> and and I said, this is nuts, we just got to do it. And that's when they were like, yeah, just go to your room and do it then, Kev, stop, shut up. So um, <laughs> so I went away and did it. Um, but, the, but the design ethos is that you should be able to, including combat, clear any room. So, so what I mean by this is that you... You can, you know, choose how you're going to go into the room. You can deal with any obstacles. You can search the room and deal with any combat in five minutes. That's for a whole room. That's the plan, okay? Um, and no matter how many players you've got. And the combat itself, the way it works is that the alertness rating I mentioned to you, whether you're alert, bold, or careless, which yeah. was an impact from your from your scouting, yes. that basically dictates what you can and can't do in combat. So um, each of you will have a weapon, okay? And the weapons are based on... Uh, dark age, on the Dark Ages, we wanted to make something that was uh, a bit different. So it's more, if you think of the Vikings, that sort of thing. Um, so there's no, there's no plus five, you know, holy swords of vengeance in the game. Um, <laughs> yes. It's much more. Here's, here's a rough axe because uh, it's, it's grim and gritty up north. That's where we are. We are. Um, and <clears throat> you, and the, the, each of the weapons has a number of weapon talents that you can use with that weapon. Um, so it makes the game feel, it makes each weapon feel very, very different. So if you use, um, if you use an axe, for example, it's it's very much a risk reward gamble weapon, um, and you can go for it with your dice to hit, to hit, and I'll explain that in a second. And a lot of the talents will let you perhaps do additional damage, but you've got to choose before you roll what what happens. Yeah. All right. Okay. But if you take um, the spear, it can be used as an extremely defensive weapon, and a lot of time, a lot of the time, if somebody attacks you, the the talents that you'll have with the spear effectively help. Your, the help the other players do things um so it so it works it, it, it works very differently and to give you an idea if you if you were taking on uh, a goblin for example i wanted to make it really quick but really deep and interesting what we've done is make it so that you take your hero you roll 3d6 because everything's on a bell curve um, to try and keep it random but statistically realistic if that makes sense yeah, you don't no, you're not no, gambling no. on getting a 20 yeah um yeah. so it's 3d6 so if you're in that spot of 9 to 12 without any modifiers with a weapon that's what we would call a trade trade blow so that means that you roll those 3d6 and you and the goblin take damage at the same time okay? all right okay if you get below that result you'll get a push back which means that you pass minus two onto the next player onto his roll which is much worse yeah all right okay yeah, below that is a fumble, which means you take the damage that it, that it, that is dictated on the monster's card. Hmm. Yeah, and then if you roll above the sweet spot, so just above it, it's an advance, and you give a plus two onto the next player, which is very very helpful. And above that, you get a strike, and that strike will um will give you the damage dictated by the weapon. And that's what we call threshold combat. Yeah, so you, you roll you're only rolling three d six once. 
for both you and your opponent. That's why we keep it to five minutes because we because you're minimising the dice rolling. Um, and the, where it gets interesting is the talents can only be played depending on the result you get. So, for example, when we research staffs and how they're used, a lot of it's what they call winding. You know, you effectively somebody hits you and you parry it, you parry their blow, and then you do something back. Yeah. So the way a staff works is you effectively want to get a trade blows result all the time, all but right, try and okay. turn, but try and turn that into something else, like an advance for another player. Yeah. Okay. Which is different to using, uh, for example, the the axe or the bow, um, which are which are much more you want to get a strike to try and turn it into, you know, a strike and an advance for somebody else. So so each each weapon will play very very differently, and combat is very very quick. And very brutal, and also incredibly cooperative. We have, if you, I don't, are you the kind of guy that likes to take the bow and sit at the back of a, a group, or are, are you an upfront and in there kind of guy? I, it depends. Um, I, it depends. Usually on a Thursday, I am definitely <laughs> the kind of the bow at the back right. kind of a guy, just because. Um, by that time, I think I'm almost like peak, kind of my <laughs> vision's kind of there. I know, yeah. you know, end of the week, but I'm not completely tired. I've still got the skills. Whereas um, <laughs> Monday morning, it's just charging with abandon. Yeah, um, just, fabulous. You know, if something isn't nailed down, it gets kicked out of the way. Um, I mean, <laughs> um, cars, trees, small animals. Everything. You know, if I had a sword, <laughs> it would just be absolute carnage. So I think that's where, that's where I would lay. I think probably Tuesday would be a bit of the middle. I think probably Wednesday <laughs> would be my day off, and I think Wednesday your day off. Sunday morning I'd probably just play Mary Hill with an axe. <laughs> well, on the Thursday, let's assume that you're getting list, getting lit loose on the Thursday. That's the day you're playing with your pals in your gaming group. Hmm. They're all going to hate you because remember I said in melee, if you fumble, you take the damage from the other. It's effectively you've been hit by the by your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. In ranged combat, if you fumble, then you then you effectively strike friendly fire onto somebody else that's in melee. See, I could I could learn to live with that. I oh, it's great fun <laughs> watching your pals get irate <laughs> because you've just shot them in the ass with an so arrow. So it's not me; it's the randomness of dice that we've got here. Don't <laughs> yes, don't shoot the messenger; shoot the cube instead. I'm sorry, I played that talent to meet my meet myself miss. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. how you said a game takes about mm. an hour. About an hour, yeah. And you sound like you've gone into an. There's an awful lot of thought here that's gone it's into the various rules. I crazy. Mean, you yeah, said sometimes. three years. I mean, is the game that you started off with, is that even close to the game that you're about to launch on Kickstarter? Um, I, I guess the, the soul and the vision of it is there. We started off, its original working name is actually R0, as in um, role-playing game light. So we just called it R0 because typing out role-playing game light was very, very tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, so, and it's true to that because that basically involved, um, you know, lighting and scouting was important to me and having some kind of fun combat in there w- was important to me. Um, but then it's just that we bolted on so many other things. So you know, I was really keen that we have the, the uh, you know, the ability that you don't have to fight everything. So yeah. Uh, so we had to come up with a way of sneaking in shadows past some monsters because we want we want some people who are going to play this solo perhaps just to say. I never want to fight something. I just want to try and sneak past everything and chat to everything and well, stuff. Well, I mean, and you take can, it. I mean, you can do that. It's the yeah. whole running past the monsters. I mean, um, one of the games, the video games that I'm a massive fan of, is the Dark Souls. 
series. Mm. And one of the things you can do with that is if you don't want to fight people, you know, nine times out of ten, there's a way of kind of getting around with either sneaking past people or being really sneaky and doing a lot of backstabs and stuff like that yep. as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to I guess players players' choice. Player choice. The, the whole game. Yeah, the whole game is about player choice. Even just that that bit I mentioned about sneaking and scouting and everything else. Mm-hmm. I think somebody on the I was on the solo the solo forum for. Uh, for Facebook the other day for board gamers and somebody was asking about it and I said well I can run you through the game if it doesn't seem too spammy and they said no I'll go for it and we did it and I showed them that just using imagine one room on a poker card in your hand Mm. and it was yeah it took about it would take you about three to four minutes five minutes tops to play it but that one game without even a combat had 15 decisions to be made and pretty much everybody in the forum said wow that's great so it's decisions yeah and, and that is that's the, the essence of the game the dice are just there to make it work it's it's about decisions okay. and that's that's the bit that's taken a long time to get there and the other thing is this been taken you know we, we, we've had to learn a lot of things like how, how do you actually make these cards and so forth um <laughs> but the, the other the other point i wanted to bring up in the game that, that took quite a bit of time to to bring in was the um what I would call the the bard type part of the game, but especially um, you know the guys from Steel Empire will very much get this. But the the ability to bluff, converse, charm, and intimidate your way through other car- through other you know um, parts of the of yeah. the caves or the dungeons, and that's um, you know. I suspect you're of a similar vintage, sir, but if you remember the game Nightmare... Oh, of course. Um, oh, there we go. Um, which a lot of people remembered at the Expo, actually. But, you know, that's... It, it, I think... Do you know what? I think people yeah. even don't remember Nightmare or never watched it. It's like a shared forced nostalgia. You, you know, if <laughs> you said so. to somebody born in 1996, remember Nightmare, yep. mate? And he'd be like, yep, all over that. Used to all love it. All over it. It was, ta- you know... <laughs> Used to get my mum to tape it on telly so we could fast forward ah. between the adverts kind of thing. There we go. There yep. we go with Trey Guard, and then they got the other guy in, who was like Trey Guard without the beard, and he yes. looked a bit weirder. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it's very much, you know, we don't have an eye shield. I think that probably just would sell the game if we had that. But um, <laughs> but uh, but that that you know, there's there's lots of things in there where it's um. You know, I, I I tried so hard to toy with getting people to walk in the dark with a helmet on. No, no. Um, but we, you know, there's lots of stuff in the game. Not, we're not <laughs> in dumb filming on a Friday no. night. <laughs> I try. Um, there's lots of stuff in the game. It's you know, here's a here's an injured um, gnomish caver. You know, you've now got to have a conversation with him, and the outcome of that conversation will dictate you know whether you get to pass on to the next room, being alert, or whether it's going to cost you time, which you don't want to do, or whether they even might attack you. Um, and that you know that took a lot of time, primarily um, actually because fitting all that on a poker card is really hard, <laughs> really really hard. So that took a lot of time. Is there stuff you've stripped out? I mean, is there stuff that you've um, kind of got? Because the danger of any creative work is it's mm. not when to add, it's when to stop. Um, yeah, I know that from you know I'm not a game designer i think everybody's got a game inside them that they i think i believe everybody it. does yeah i think they do yeah, yeah. but yeah. i mean i do quite a lot of art and what i found is i've ruined many what i thought was a decent picture by adding in more detail than i have mm. by letting it alone and letting the person that's looking at the picture put yeah. in the detail themselves i think yeah. they say that about the best kind of horror movies isn't is the stuff that you don't see as opposed to the stuff that you do see. Did you 
as you did you ever get to the point where you felt you were kind of like I'm trying to tell people this is going to be playable in an hour but we're kind of mm. getting to the point where we were feature heavy and we had to strip back out again did you ever have to do do that at all well um yes um and I'm I'm very fortunate in that I work with a the, the inspiring games is is largely two people myself um and a guy called Hugh Ducker who's the design director um great guy and and Hugh Hugh and I um robustly challenge each other a lot um and I got asked all the day about you know what would you say me you know helps design games and so forth and my, my genuine opinion is is pick somebody you've got a huge amount of respect for but the, that you don't just that you don't agree with on everything because mm-hmm. otherwise you'll both just persuade you, yourselves that you're fabulous and not get anywhere yes um so uh Hugh Hugh has the unenviable task of of translating what is in Kev brain and trying to make it you know work for for the real world um <laughs> because in my head in my head all of my, i said the other day it was like my, you know i always say it's a really i've got this concept guys it's a really simple game and then my friends usually burst out laughing when and say have you ever tried getting a whiteboard and doing a decision tree on your games kev it's it's almost impossible <laughs> um so i think well, it's i think it's simple i'll tell you what it's like it's like the enigma code <laughs> yes. But with trees. <laughs> but with trees. <laughs> so Hugh's 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 remit, bless him, is to basically get in a car and drive around Kev's head collecting tokens and then try and put that on a paper to explain the game and rules for people. Um and Does it's he a, it's a big challenge. Money? Yeah, he gets better from money. Well, that's good. Then. Um but it, it's a it's a bit of a challenge. But uh so so we've no, we did hack a lot of stuff back um, to make it work, um, and it, and it's an interesting one because when when we were at the expo, um, I think we took some stats on this, and we were about a night. It was about ninety three percent said they loved the game. It was just hard for. It's the real problem for me just now trying to launch this. Just now, it's um, it's trying to explain to people how how to play the game once they got it in their head. They were there, but of course, because we're trying to put so much depth into it, there is a bit of a steep learning curve. And, you know, whilst it would be, he always says this, that, you know, Kev, there isn't just a, a little button you can push and you turn up like a hologram as a Kev app and explain how to play the game. And, uh, you know, you have to be able to get that from a piece of paper. That would be quite um, cool, though. It would be cool, so we're, we're, we're working on that. that on Kickstarter, <laughs> if you said... Designer app. Designer app for <laughs> if we reach the 4.7 million stretch goal. Yes. <laughs> then we will get Princess Leia to turn up and say, "Help me, Obi Wan." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're we're we're. Or um, Han Solo. Or Han Solo. You have yes. to say both. Um, you can't leave them alone. Or Luke That's Skywalker. But I mean, really? Yeah. When, yes. when you've got, you know, I mean, we'll Mark do, Hamill's we'll do the Jar Jar version. <laughs> Mark Hamill's cool and all that, Mark but Hamill's. you know, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Harrison Ford, indeed. You know. So you know that what we've actually done is we've managed. We, we've ended up parking a lot of into the cool idea let's put it in an expansion if this thing funds category is is the answer to your question um because okay. i think i was i was getting asked this by um one of your colleagues uh one of your one of your buddies david wright the other day actually and just in terms of where you go dave. Dave. Like dave and he was saying well, well you know what about future plans and so forth and and this is for it as again in my head it's it's pretty simple but somebody else was guffawing away and I said well we've planned out the first 54 occupations <laughs> and, and he just started <laughs> bursting out laughing um so yeah it's it's largely it's trying to make it you know put it into expansions if it funds is, is the answer to the question the the real 
the real hardship I've got just now to give you a really good example, I got feedback from four different reviewers today because the game's out in review stage just now because of course um, there's no point in me going and kickstart and telling you the game's fabulous I need reviewers to say that um, if, if I was going to be the game in public and um, one of them came back and said it's a very steep learning curve I'm getting my head around it um, but then he, to be fair he said oh I'd misunderstood this and the rules etc etc and at the other end of the scale I said to him is this too complicated and he said no it's medium weight at most this is not too heavy um, <laughs> it's so <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what do you do? And he just said, do not take any of the depth out of it. So, I mean, we've got to make a commercial decision because we want it to be, we want, of course we want every single gamer in the world to want to play it, but being realistic, we've probably got to pick a part of the market. And I think where we've got to is we've accepted that it's not a gateway game. Um, it is accessible and it's and it's going to be far easier for somebody to get into than that than for example, picking up a 400-page RPG that's never played an RPG before, that could be quite intimidating. Um, it's not like that. So, but, um, how many, I mean, in terms of what you get, mm. and you you know what, it's, it's obviously you want, well, when you get, you know, somebody's going to look at this and they're going to go, okay, so it's not Gateway, so it's probably something that's suitable for myself, yeah? No. Yeah. When I open so, up my my 10 by 15 box... Your, your box of delights, yes. My box of, there's a, there's a show... Yeah, well, I, I, I'm say no show. more. I'll just Freudian slip how that reviewer's name got in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when you open up the box, how many? What What are you going to find? Yeah. So the base game just now, um, the absolute, you know, just to get it funded is is a rule book and 110 poker size cards. Okay. And on those 110 poker size cards, we have tried to be so, and this is the pro Scotland bit. We've tried to be so Scottish and so frugal. It's untrue. And what I mean by that is, um, for example, let's say you've got a card with an axe on it, yeah? You start off with a rough axe, mm. and then when you upgrade, how, how annoying is it if, if you're playing a role-playing game and, and you've got an axe, I'm guessing the Steel Empire guys will get this, and if if, if, the, if you've annoyed the DM or the GM, they might give you a mace rather than a better axe, yeah? yes? <laughs> you really exactly. wanted a better axe. So what we, the way we've done it is, well, no, that, that makes no sense. You should get what you want. So... Imagine you've got a rough axe and then you rotate that poker card through 180 degrees and you get a, an improved axe which has got better threshold stats in it for your for your bell curve that I was referring to earlier, yeah? Um, so it's an improved axe. So basically you're getting two weapons for the price of one. That's the Scottish bit we're trying to do. Because we, when we originally started this thing and we spoke to a manufacturer, they said, make a game, make it with 110 poker cards. That is your cheapest gateway game of, of making something that you can do what you want to do. Mm. And of course, so we've tried to, to use as many of those as we can. Um, another example would be, uh, you know, each of your talents that we've got, um, if you've got skill talents, has a number of abilities in it. And uh, it's much easier to see when you've got the card in your hands, but basically you can exhaust um, or drain the card. And that is you physically exhausting or draining your life force. So imagine you've got a hero made up of, say, two skill talents and one weapon talent, okay? Yeah. When you when you want to use one of, the, one of the abilities on those talent cards, you will either exhaust it, which is you tiring yourself out, mm. um, or drain it, which means you're kind of really, really hurting yourself. But each of those talents will, pro will have probably three abilities on it so we're giving you you know on three cards we're trying to give you nine different cards worth of things to do um so we're really sounds trying sounds very pixel tactics yeah we're trying to trying to give you as much as we can trying to that's fine that's fine so it's font one 
<laughs> no, I'm joking. It's one one. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the Scottish yeah. version. What it says is just you open up the box. It's got one card in it, and it says write your own bloody game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thanks for I'm off money. doing the pub. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for giving me beer money, yeah. pal. I'll see you later. I'm off for a chippy. You're perhaps playing chip. playing the puggy because I heard the Noel Edmonds one is full and it's ready to drop any second. <laughs> that all sounds very familiar. This is very true. It's the watering mm. hole in Dunfermline. <laughs> we do love you. Um, yep. <clears throat> but how much is it going to be? Oh, the killer question. So um, we actually went to everybody else at the expo and said, "How much would you pay for this?" Because I I wanted to know what they'd say. And we got we came back and they gave us all the feedback and we're hoping to retail it at twenty one pounds, and Kickstarter probably nineteen. Um, with potentially an early bird um, discount there on as well. So, so that is potentially <clears throat> doing the maths. Oh, that is. <clears throat> I'm thinking about it, and I'm not yep. maybe going one lamb, but possibly Lee Gardens. That is a sweet and sour chicken, Hong Kong <laughs> style, fried yep. rice, prawn crackers, a chow mein, <clears throat> bottle of juice. And poker chips, yeah, nineteen quid. Nineteen quid, and go. that will that will give you that will give you uh, eight scenarios in it. Um, that's that's on the base game. We're we're gonna add more cards in if we can get stretch goals for for free, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but eight eight planned scenarios in that game. So even if you if you played the game and you beat everyone concurrently, yeah, which which would be some going. I've not met anybody that can do that yet, and never played it again. You theoretically had about eight gaming hours worth for nineteen pounds. Yes, you can't argue with that, right? <clears throat> really. But you won't, you won't be able to do that because you, you can of course play it with each other hero differently as well. And because it's all modular, there's no class restrictions um, in the game. There are thousands of different hero builds. That's part of the fun is people like building up the hero. And the other bit I wanted to say is that that's just the the base set, which is caves and goblins. And if we can hit a certain stretch goal in the Kickstarter, then we, the step two would be the um, the sewers and the lizardkin, because what we've set up is this uh, this massive city that we're trying to, people are trying to get into, um, which genuinely flying the, the the Scottish Gaelic flag is called Dunmordain, which means um, which which means rock on the Great River. Yeah. Okay? And you're trying to get these, um, you know, oh, Dunfermline. There you there go. You go. It's, a, it's a nod to you. There you go. Thank you see. very much. We're, you're welcome, I sir. Shall take so take us back to the other Dunfermline nights, and we shall hold your name high. <laughs> So there we go. So Dunmordain, guys, and you guys are trying to... There's five ways into it, and the first two are the caves and the sewers. Hmm. Um, but but where, where the trick is, is that you could you could buy the sewers deck, which will have eight eight different scenarios in it, hmm. and all all of the foes from the sewers deck, which are the, the Lizardkin, our take on Lizardman, you could play with the caves deck and vice versa. So you've immediately doubled your game just by doing that, okay? Secondly, um, in the Caves deck, you would get four heroes with all the various um, all the various talents. There's 15, 15 skill talents, 16 weapon... Uh, sorry, apologies. 16 skill talents, 15 weapon talents, etc., etc., and five weapons in it. In the Sewers deck, you get a mirror of that using different things, and everything can be interchanged between the two. So you've just added double the amount of... Uh, modular flexibility between the two as well, if that makes sense. Yes. No, yeah. it does. So it's it huge. Does. It's huge. And the it, campaign... And that's why it's taken three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it's on the kickoff, isn't it? Campaign begins on the fifteenth. On the fifteenth, that's right. Yes. Are you, um, as we said, you're grizzly bear scared? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're excited, but we're excited, but but scared as well because we've never done it before, and and we just don't. We the last thing we want, of course, after three years' work, is for it to to fall like a a damp squib. That would would not be good. It's um, we we want it to fly, but um, we. We've of course never never run a Kickstarter campaign before. We've tried to learn all the lessons we can. The forum that you're on, the UK Kickstarter forum, you've you've seen me posting on that oh, and asking yeah. various inane questions. Yeah. Um, but you know we're 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 out there. The the main feedback we got at the expo in June, which was a a great experience, apart apart from doing the pitch itself, and that was real vindication that people people loved it. We'd never met before when people played it. The the main feedback we got was, I would buy your game today. But go and make it prettier because some people like shiny things, mm. which is fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So of course we've spent the last six months pay, um, paying for as much artwork as we can as we can afford and justify it to no, our no, respective wives. No, wives. There's certainly been. Um, yeah. I've certainly seen the posts that you've made about kind of the graphics and how you've in, how you've improved them. Yeah. If people want to find you now, this is the ah. important thing. Now, obviously, mm. when the Kickstarter goes live, we will. Um, this will probably go out. Um, I can't say when. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it'll definitely go out before the Kickstarter launches. Wonderful. But if people want to find you and they say, "Hey, yep. Kevin, we just love your chat. If we want to hear more of Kevin's chat, how would we find Kevin, and how would we find inspiring games?" Sure. D- Dun the pub, I believe. No, um, <laughs> the the so the best way of finding out we 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 at first put everything we could about the game up on our website, okay, which is www.inspiringgames.com, mm-hmm. and two what G's, we found though, yeah, two G's. Mm. Um, but what we found is that it doesn't matter how hard we tried, gamers being gamers. Everything gravitated to Board Game Geek. Right. Um, so you know the, there is actually a game out there um, called um, Untold Legends, which is an old PSP game. Which of course on Google when we started putting ourselves up six months ago on the, on on Tinternet, um, you know we were on kind of page three or something. But now if you type in Legends Untold, it will come up first every time on Google, which is great on the Board Game Geek site. And then it's usually. Um, inspiring games is number three so what we've done then is to to, to try and uh, feed the fans to you know for the people that are that are asking the questions is, is to keep a really healthy log and um an update of what is going on on the board game geek page um in addition to that we're on we're on facebook if you just look up inspiring games on facebook you'll find us there okay um and uh, we also try and put stuff out on Twitter as well. Where um, now the um, what are you on Twitter? The Legends Untold. The, yeah, the Legends Untold bit was taken on Twitter. All right. Um, so we are at Inspired Tribe is is our name there. And and the reason for the tribe bit is the the one bit I didn't get to in the game is that we are trying to give something back to the community um, when we design the world that is uh, for Legends Untold. And what we really want is um, for the community or the or the tribe, so to speak, to to help us design the game, and give us ideas on what they think would be a nice part of the game. Because there are, you know, some companies out there who've 
let's say perhaps deserted their following somewhat with some of the commercial decisions they've made and mm. we, we don't want to we do not want to be that business we we want people to say it would be really really cool to have this in your world um and and so we want to benchmark that and get ideas and, and get a tribe going so that is the the tribe of inspiring games and the at inspire tribe we want people's help to decide what to do next cool now we will put all of that information and much more into uh, into the show notes um, as I say, it's, uh, the Kickstarter link will go in there as well as soon as we have it, including any various bits of information that if you want to, to go and find out, you, you can. Um, I guess if you want to, if, you, if you've listened to this, and thank you for bearing with my <laughs> absolute silliness tonight, um, I, have had, I have had a Sprite, I will say that. Right. And it just does things... Um, but if no you want, whiskey in it, no, no nothing no. at all. No, no the sprites okay. enough. But okay. if you want to pay attention to what we're doing, or find out what we're doing, or know or learn who to block on Google, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see us on Facebook. We're at we're not wizards. You can see us on our website, which is we're not wizards dot com or dot co dot uk. You can find us on Twitter at We're Not Wizards. You can find us if you search us on all these um, kind of various podcasty type places. We're on Acast, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, um, Podbean, anywhere along those places you will find us if you search for us. Um, if you like what you heard tonight, if you thought Kevin was fantastic and he's deserving of 10 stars, and I was just a wittering fool and deserving of two, then search for the happy average, which is a five star, and leave that <laughs> delightful leave that delightful review on iTunes. It helps. It helps for some reason. I don't know why. It kind of boosts our numbers. Somebody told me it was something really, really important. I was kind of <laughs> half listening to what they were saying, but it was really sunny outside, so it was pretty. Um, so you can, you know, do that. That would be nice. Um, but I think, well, first of all, Kevin, thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we've kind of chinwagged, um, chinwagged back and forth, pal, um, mm. for a little while about getting this done. And due to, I think, both of us kind of having kids and stuff, yeah. it's kind of yeah. happened and then not happened and then happened again. And and then it's happened, which is always It's good. happened. It's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, so, indeed. Thank you for us. No, I appreciate, um, appreciate you being on. This has been a, This has been a lot of fun. But the main thing is, <laughs> we are many things, but we're not wizards. We're not wizards. Are we wizards, Kevin? We're not wizards. Well, listen, if you look at me with your little magic wand, I'll be stitching you one, pal. <laughs> <laughs> we must do this again. We, we, we will do this again. It's <laughs> just a, a, a general, wondrous bit of nonsense, but... Listen, check out the game. Check out Inspiring Games. Just um, have a look. There'll be lots of stuff to look at and see in the show notes. I shall make sure it is put everywhere I can find it, young man. Um, (laughs) Thank you. And the only thing that's left to do is to say a goodbye from Kevin. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Thank you again for listening, and we shall be back as soon as we can. But bye for now.